Hello again, everyone. Mark here with Steve for another installment of the English Link podcast. How's it going tonight? Hi. Not too bad. We're doing it via Skype for a change. Yeah. So we're not sitting in the same room. Hopefully, the sound quality is good. We are looking at each other. We didn't want to be together. We are looking at each other. uh, Because we spent a whole week together skiing up in Big White, and enough is enough. That's for sure. (laughs) Although, Hmm. we do have our video cams going. Uh, Yeah, we were up at Big White, although it was fairly white here in Vancouver, too, for the last, uh, I don't know, three weeks. I know. It's uh, for people who aren't from here. It's it's rather unusual for Vancouver to have so much snow, and uh, with the result that the city was kind of uh, paralyzed. I don't know. You, you know what struck me as amazing? There was roads, the the side roads, the smaller roads were not cleared. Uh, the city could not hire private contractors to clear the snow because that would uh, upset the union. In other words. The city would be paralyzed. Ambulances can't get through. People can't get to work. People can't get to school. None of that matters. The union, in other words, they can only use union labor to clear the streets. Isn't is that, that tremendous? Is that is that in fact the case? That's, That's the fact. That in fact the case. It's in fact the case. Because there are people with uh, their own uh, snow plows, but I, I, I think there are there are, pro- but maybe they were only allowed to clear uh, people's driveways and not allowed to clear uh, side streets. <laughs> exactly. I was speaking. I played hockey tonight, and one of our players uh, on this old timers team, his uh, wife is a teacher, and they got a private contractor to clear the driveway. Excuse me, to clear the parking lot, but they were not allowed to do do the driveway because <laughs> that's a union contract. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fortunately, in Vancouver, it does eventually rain, and all the snow melts. Although this this time was, uh, I mean, it's been over three weeks now with, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many successive snowfalls, uh-huh. uh, which is unusual. I mean, it's, uh, I guess we had the most snow we've had since, I don't know, 1970 or something. I, I don't know what the, the exact yeah. year was, but uh, we certainly got more than uh, our normal allotment. And it lasted. The issue is not so much how much we have over a month. It's also the amount that falls at any one time. Mm-hmm. And we have had major snowfalls in the past. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and it seems to me that there should be a system whereby they can use private contractors uh, to keep the city going. Well, I know. People act like it doesn't snow here. But, in fact, it does. Every yeah. year, there's at least one major snowfall. And... Uh, Anytime we get a major snowfall, anyone on the side streets is out of luck for a few days. <laughs> right, and that means no garbage collection, and people have trouble getting to work, getting to school, and so forth. I but know. let's leave that, and let's talk about our glorious week at Big White. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe we should tell people, <clears throat> how do you get to Big White from Vancouver? I mean, let's, let's start with that. Yeah, well, uh, Big White is about uh, a five-hour drive from Vancouver uh, in the interior of of, uh, British Columbia. And uh, we drove there. Theoretically, I guess we could have flown to Kelowna, which is the nearest uh, city uh, with an airport, and and driven the 45 minutes to Big White. But we... uh, Which which would have been a lot more expensive and a huge hassle. I mean, we're not... I mean, realistically, we're not going to fly to Kelowna. No, exactly. But I was going to say that 
It consists of basically one third is driving in the Fraser Valley, which is flat, mm-hmm. and essentially and, coastal, like a part of uh, Vancouver and and uh, right. snows are the, the roads are clear. Yeah, it's green in winter. Then you have about an hour driving over the coastal mountains, which mm-hmm. is the Coquihalla Highway, where inevitably, when you reach the the peak, the pass, where you cross over into the interior of the continent we get snow, mm-hmm. avalanche, and other difficult conditions. Right. And that takes us to Merritt. And then the next leg is about another hour on what's known as the connector, where you will once again go up into elevation, mm-hmm. where you have wind and sometimes fog and lots of snow. And it's also sometimes can be difficult. Right. Obviously, those are the two tricky parts of the drive. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Any time you're driving in in the interior um, during the winter, you're gonna you're gonna have snow and and ice and uh, all those uh, fun things. And and you wanna you you hope that uh, when you go through the mountains, uh, the conditions aren't aren't too bad. And we were pretty lucky, I thought, on the way out. Uh, yeah. The roads were a, a you know a, a hard packed snow and. And on the way back, actually, the conditions were quite good, except for that slushy snow on the on the way back right. to, through the coast mountains again. Well, that's the thing. We go through sort of different climatic zones, uh, interior wet or heavy snow, interior dry around Merritt, and then you're, of course, moving into the coast. Uh, we forgot to mention that once you get to Kelowna, of course, then you have that final leg, which is about 40 minutes, mm-hmm. to drive again up into the mountains mm-hmm. to Big White, where, again, you're encountering heavy snowfall. Right. Um, so just to finish off on the driving, I played hockey tonight with my old-timers group, 55 and over. One of our uh, uh, players on our team has a place in Big White. He drives every weekend. No way. He's like 59. And he says, yeah, it's not a problem. I finish work around 5. I drive up there. I get there about 8 or so. I have time for a glass of wine and a little snack, and I go to bed. Then I ski all day Sunday. Excuse me, all day Saturday. I ski Sunday till 2. I jump in the car, and I drive home. And he does that every weekend. Unreal. Unreal. And I said, "Uh, have you ever encountered any bad weather? And he said, well, yeah, once it took me 11 hours. (laughs) <laughs> but he said, uh, most of the time, no problem. He drives an, an Audi all-wheel drive. Right. He says, you have to have ice tires, not snow tires. He says, because snow is not a problem. Ice is a problem. Yeah. And because so they plow. These- They're always plowing. So there's no uh, snow accumulation on the roads. Well, you can drive in snow. Yeah. The issue is ice. Right. And there is ice. And he said the most dangerous stretch to him was approaching Merritt because sometimes it's warmer as you're coming down and there's black ice. Mm-hmm. And he said the worst thing is people who drive with cruise control. Yeah. And if you hit black ice with cruise control, you're in the ditch mm-hmm. because you can't react. <laughs> right. You're just in the ditch. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So he says that's very often the problem. He says there are cars like Jeeps, mm-hmm. which have a relatively narrow wheelbase relative to the... S- Height, height, size of yeah. the car, bad. Those guys are in the ditch. <laughs> he said he had a lot of information oh, about yeah? uh, about how to do that. And he drives it every weekend. Know, every yeah. weekend he drives ten hours in order to ski ten. Not ten hours, whatever he manages to ski. Yeah, but uh, so he's uh, he's quite a quite a dedicated skier. That's for sure. 
Yeah. I don't think I'd like to drive that uh, every weekend. Well, you know, the only way you could do that is if you were a member of Link and you were listening to our language uh, content while driving. Like, for instance, this podcast. I mean, that would get yeah. anybody through. Uh, <laughs> you could listen to three or four times. Improve your English. That's right. All right. So that gets us to, to Big White. And uh, now, what was our weather? We skied, what, six, five days? Yeah, we were there. We skied five days. Uh, they Sometimes at this time of year, uh, the snow, because Big White's quite a rocky mountain, uh, they need quite a bit of snow before you um, cover up all the exposed uh, rocks and so on. But uh, this time, for the most part, it was pretty good because uh, Christmas is a bit early um, yep. for the what ski do they have, season. About two and a half meters, uh, 250 centimeters. What did they have? No, I think they said they had 150, 150, 150? centimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably at 200, they're, they're, uh, all the rocks are covered up. But uh, you know, the day we left was that there was a big dump the night before. Yeah, and so the day we left would have been an excellent day. And mm-hmm. then the fellow in our in our dressing room was saying that the following day they had another big dump, and that the absolute best skiing is happening right now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's been snowing like crazy here, uh, even in Vancouver all weekend. I guess it was snowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looked pretty good as we were driving out. I know. How was our temperature uh, up there powder. this year? Uh I don't know. I guess it was it it it, it varies. It's usually uh and the twenty we were mostly minus ten to minus seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I think so. During the day, I mean minus five to minus uh 15. Well we had a couple of days where it was minus seventeen or so with yeah, wind. Yeah, plus uh, with the wind and everything it was so there were some days the- where some members of our party weren't too keen on uh, venturing out. Yeah. But as long as you're dressed for it, actually, uh, I mean, the conditions are 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 very good there for for uh, mm-hmm. for skiing. I mean, compared to uh, so many other places, I mean, it's that light uh, interior snow and um, long runs, long runs, and uh, not too busy, and um, not the crowds aren't uh, very heavy. Yeah. Uh, except for the one day when they had, it was so windy they had a number of the runs shut down, so mm-hmm. that uh, the lifts were a bit busier. But by mm-hmm. and large, it's a five-minute wait. Sometimes there's no wait at all. Lot, yeah. How many times? Much of the time there was no wait. Yeah. You ski down, your 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 thighs are burning, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just go right on the chairlift and go back up again. Yeah. And this the is their busiest time of year. I mean, from Christmas to New Year's, just their busiest time of year. At uh, right. At all ski and, resorts, actually. And, of course, the nice thing at Big White is what, what they call, it's a ski-in, ski-out resort. So you they have chalets and, and apartment, little, you know, mm-hmm. three, four-story apartments and, and so forth all around the hill. And wherever you are, you just throw your skis on and start skiing. And then you go back home and take your skis off and you walk into your place and you can go to the bathroom or have lunch and then go back out again yeah that's what's so great about big white uh, compared mm-hmm. to uh, any other ski hill i've ever been to is that uh, the convenience of being essentially on the hill you're living on the hill so you step out of your door you ski down to the lift you ski for a while and then uh, ski down the, the run to your to your uh, to your place as you say have some lunch warm up and out you go again. And I, I've never been to another resort 
quite like that. A lot of a lot of the time, you, you're walking to the chairlift to take you up the mountain to ski, and you're not going to come all the way back down again to uh, to uh, you know have lunch or warm up. You're you're up up on the hill, and you're going in somewhere to have lunch, uh, and and it's just a different experience at Big White. And I must say, I I think it's it's tremendous. Oh yeah, when you go into these places for for your lunch, if you can't go home and you have to go to one of these restaurants, you walk in and it's all steamy and the mm-hmm. food is like you have to line up and you have no place to put your gear and you start getting sweaty now. <laughs> so that when you go back out now, you're cold. Having said that, uh, we did yeah. that for a long time and we're quite happy doing it at lots of other <laughs> ski resorts. So it's oh, not that right. bad, but uh, oh. the the ability to to uh, come home is just a real treat. And yeah. And that's uh, a big part of the, of the reason why we we go to Big White, and plus you're more guaranteed with the weather. It's uh, you know some of the coastal mountains that you can be a little can be a little uh, iffier, like at Whistler where they're going to have the uh, iffier. There's a term iffy iffier. Yeah. Anyway, yes, it'll be iffy at Whistler. At, at Whistler where they're going to have the uh, skiing events for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Um, it tends to be more in the coastal mm-hmm. climate zone. So uh, while they might get more snow over the course of the winter, uh, it'll also there'll be day there'll be warmer days where the snow will get heavier, where they might uh, have rain for a while, which will melt some of the snow. Well, uh, the rain won't be up at the higher elevations. No, that's true. But it's it's um, I guess the snow conditions can be different. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. a heavier coastal snow as opposed to the interior where it's colder and fluffier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of cold and winter, uh, we also watched the uh, World Junior Hockey Championship. Yeah, so if there's and any we, Swedes listening. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, first of all, we have to say that uh, we enjoyed watching the game between U.S. and Canada because the Absolutely. U.S. was ahead 3 nothing, and Canada came back to win 7-4. to mm-hmm. uh, The best game was the Canada-Russia game. Mm-hmm. Which was an unbelievable game. Yeah, a seesaw game, and there were mistakes by both sides, and there were. But in the end, it was. I mean, it could have gone either way. It was very lucky that Canada scored with six minutes to go. Six to seconds. Game, six to seconds. Score, sorry, to go. sorry. Yeah, six seconds to go, and then that led to overtime, which was uh, there were no goals scored, and then there was a shootout. Yeah, that to me was the highlight of the tournament mm-hmm. because the game against Sweden. The Swedes, uh, I think they had some serious uh, discipline problems. I think they, they came with a very lousy attitude mm-hmm. and uh, were very sort of, uh, I don't know what the word was, but uh, they were diving. Well, I think they... they, they mining and... Uh, they, they allowed themselves to be taken off their game by the Canadians. They just, the Canadians somehow, they, they, they were, were in, they, they were, uh, in their head, like they didn't play their, in their game. Head. Like nothing the Canadians did. The Swedes mm. arrived with that right. attitude. Right. So, uh, yeah, at any rate, uh, needless to say, they're, as you can imagine, uh, Canada won <laughs> the World Junior uh, Championships. No one in the world, no one else in the world really cares about the World <laughs> Junior Championships, hockey championships, but, uh, it, it, actually, it's a huge uh, deal it's in huge. Canada. It's, it's huge. <laughs> huge. 20,000 people, and, and every game, I mean, Kazakhstan plays Latvia, and 15,000 people show up, whereas in if you went to, to Latvia, they would only watch their own team. For sure. And even at that, only 5,000 people show up. I know. So... 
for but uh, in Sweden it's a big thing. I was well, I was reading on the Swedish newspapers and uh, oh, okay. a bunch of uh, Swedish commentators. People were writing in to complain about how unfair the Canadians were and other childish <laughs> stuff like that. It's unbelievable. Like, I mean, that the referee cost them the game. I mean, they had four straight power play opportunities. They didn't score a goal. Right. But that was the ref's fault. Why he no. should have given them eight straight penalties or power well, play and, and the ref was a Russian or something anyway. He, was he wasn't. Uh, it's not oh, like no, it was a Canadian ref. By the ref. To the oh, Swedes. Yeah, right. By the ref. <laughs> so, anyway, but it's amazing how. The, you know, you, people can see the same thing, the same game, For and depending sure. on your perspective, whether you're a Russian or American or Czech or Swede or Canadian, you'll see a completely different game. Yeah, I know, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Such is the nature of human perception. That's right. But uh, that was that was quite exciting. And uh, other than that... Uh my brother Eric and and his family came out to 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 join us up there for this Christmas. So that's the first time they've done that. So that was uh, fun for all of us. And uh, five grandchildren, and we were playing games like yeah. Pictionary and charades. And yeah, this thing. And big uh, meal every evening with all the the many helpers in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, no, that was that was great. And now we're we're back uh, back at work. This is going to be the year of Link. That's right. And with that, we'll probably sign off. So, uh, right. And we, I, should we, wish, we should also say, though, that as this is our first uh, Link podcast of 2009. Uh, despite all of the uh, bleak, uh, you know, dire predictions and stuff, we think 2009 is going to be a good year. We wish everybody health, prosperity, and happiness for Ab- 2009. Absolutely. We'll have a happy new year. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye.